0: Let the show begin! Goat, kid, goat! Oops, I meant go, kid, go! (laughs) My bad! Welcome back to Flugerville! It's me, Kapow! Beaming into your ears all the way from Lucy Wow's barn. Alongside me today is the co-host with the co-most, Guy! Thanks, Kapow. It's great to be here, and I see that you have come in costume for today's podcast. Huh? What do you mean? I'm not in costume. But you're covered in tape, and today's inventor is the inventor of tape. Oh! Yeah, I see how your mind got there. Ha! No, but this tape isn't a costume. It's the only thing holding me together. Oh, no. What happened? Well, you know earlier today you let me borrow your bike? Wait, what? Wait, what? Uh, when did I let you borrow my bike? Hmm. Oh, uh, well, I thought you said it was cool. But, you know, you were dressed like a chicken, so it could have been a dream. Anyway, I borrowed your bike and I was riding around having fun when I realized it would be fun to take a nap, too. No, hold up. Did you take a nap while riding my bike? Yeah! Brilliant idea, right? No. You should never go to sleep while on any kind of moving vehicle. Huh? Well, now you tell me. Anyway, I sort of crashed your bike and dinged up some of my parts. But I didn't want to go find Lucy for a tune-up and miss our podcast. So instead, I just used tape to do a quick fix. As you know, tape can fix almost anything. But uh, what about my bike? Was it banged up too? Yep, it was banged up. And delicious. Uh, uh. Delicious! Uh, did you eat my bike, Kapow? Um, Guy, we're doing a podcast about Richard Drew, the inventor of tape! Not your bike! You need to focus! Fine, I'll focus on today's inventor. But afterwards, we're gonna talk about you eating my bike. What bike? Uh, uh. Uh. Okay. Stay focused, guy. Deal with that later. All right, I'm ready. Richard Drew was born in St. Paul, Minnesota in 1899. As a kid, he needed money, but he didn't get a typical job. No! Richard was different. Instead of working at a store, he got a job playing the banjo in dance halls. You know, I can play banjo music out of my butt. Could Richard do that? No, Capel. Anyway... In order to save up enough money to attend the University of Minnesota, he had to play a lot of banjo. But he was determined, and after many long nights with sore fingers, he had saved up enough for tuition. But once he was there, it turned out college wasn't for him. mundo, guy! Luckily, there are many paths to success in life you don't have to go to college. So, Richard left school and got hired as a lab tech by the Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Company, later known as 3M. Now, 3M these days is a huge American company that makes all sorts of stuff, but back then, it only made sandpaper. Now, Richard was a talented tinkerer and a passionate dreamer, but in those early days at 3M, no one cared about those talents. In fact, they didn't even let him make sandy paper. Instead, they sent him out on the road to deliver sandpaper to car makers. These car makers used the sandpaper to smooth out the metal car bodies before they painted them. Now, in the 1920s, two colored cars were the coolest cars on the block. But painting a car half one color and half another is tricky. Back then, painters would glue newspaper on half of the car while painting the other so that the colors wouldn't mix. But it wasn't a great system. The glued on newspaper was hard to get off and left a sticky mess behind. While delivering sandpaper, Richard saw the problems that the glue-newspaper combo caused, and he started to wonder. If glue and newspaper worked so poorly, what would work better? It's the kind of question that triggers the power of invention. I love those kind of questions. Same, Cabal. With this power of invention grooving, Richard spent the next two years trying to solve the problems. He experimented and experimented with stickiness, using everything from vegetable oil to tree gums. Yummy, but not effective. Now, one of his bosses at 3M didn't love showing up to work and seeing Richard doing these experiments. He told Richard to quit fooling around and get back to delivering sandpaper. So Richard did but he couldn't turn off his power of invention, so he kept doing his sticky experiments after work. Those extra hours finally paid off in 1925, when Richard took great paper and added cabinet maker's glue, mixed with glycerin to the back of it. Now, you may not know what that means exactly, so let me simplify. He'd invented masking tape! But this first prototype of tape had problems. It was only sticky on the edges, and when the car painters used it, it fell off. The painters told Richard to take his scotch tape back to square one and start all over. Now, back then, the term scotch meant cheap. It was an offensive word, but over time, the offensive meaning was forgotten, while the nickname for Richard's invention stuck. Richard got a patent for masking tape in 1930, but he wasn't done. That year he also invented a waterproof and transparent, or see-through, version of his tape. It was around this time that 3M realized that Richard was a better inventor than Sandpaper Deliverer, so they gave him a whole team to help him with his experiments. Not only that, but 3M decided to release Richard's newly invented tape into the world. Scotch tape was released just as America plunged into the Great Depression, This was a difficult time when people were trying to make old things last longer, so they didn't have to buy new stuff. A perfect job for tape! And so, Scotch Tape became a huge hit for 3M. That's right, Capel! During the Depression, many companies were forced to close, but thanks to tape, 3M didn't just stay open. It grew into a multi-billion dollar business. Now, who told Richard to stop inventing and get back to work? Well, his name was William McKnight, and he'd become the chairman of 3M. Thanks to Richard's success, William now knew that letting researchers experiment could lead to invention and innovation. So he created the 15% rule, which allows engineers at 3M to spend 15% of their work hours on passion projects. To quote William, Encourage experimental doodling. If you put fences around people, you get sheep. Give people the room they need. Thanks to Richard, the 15% rule is now used all over the world at all kinds of companies. I love that. I agree. Why be a sheep when you could be a goat? Right? Sure, Kapow. Now, Richard was an inventor, so after tape, he kept asking questions. In 2007, he was inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame, where they honored not only his power of invention, but his enthusiasm for teaching others to create. Which makes sense! After all, the power of invention is like a bike! It's best when shared with a friend. Right, guy? (sighs) Well, I'm still not happy you ate my bike, Kapow. But you know what? Rather than yell at you... Why don't I just forgive you? And then, the two of us can go and try and invent an answer to my problem. That's what Richard Drew would do. Sounds like a deal, friendo. Good. But before we go, dear listeners, if you've got a question about tape, Richard Drew, Pflugerville, Kapow, or me, Guy Neville, send it to Guy at GokidGo.com. Or to me at Kapow at GoGetGo.com. Oh, and one last note. I get a lot of excitement as Lucy Wow's sidekick. Sometimes it overwhelms me, and I just, well, you know, faint. But today I got the most exciting news, and I, and I, oh, easy kapow, deep breaths. (laughs) Hoo, 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 don't faint. I'm on a t-shirt and a hoodie and a sticker. God, I'm famous. The most famous mechanical big me to ever live. Go to GoKidGo.com and check me out. And as always, Go Kid Go. Go, kid, go. Go, kid, go. Do you like to laugh? Ah, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So, okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules.